when you're too cheap to go to the library. The look inside this book club. I'm Becky Selengut. And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. You're saying we're deep? I'm saying we're we're beyond deep. We go like past deep and like come out like on the other side of the world and bring it back around. Literally. I was on the other side L- of the world. Literally, that's what you're trying to do with your microphone. Oh, my God. Would you God. like some help? So, uh, <clears throat> Becky, what have you been up to? It's been a while since we recorded. Yes. Sorry um, to our four super fans. Uh-huh. And you know who you are. Uh, Mark. Mark in Minneapolis. Um, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, who's going to be on the show later. Yeah. Uh, Camilla. 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 Bufulvi. Uh-huh. We're giving shout outs to our super fans. Yep. And that other guy. <laughs> Uh, ten grain. Yeah, yeah. So sorry to you four, um, and maybe a couple others because um, we had to take a week off because I was in Japan, and I just got back. So how was that for you? It was amazing. It was amazing, and um, a couple little vignettes that I wanted to tell you. Okay. Um, did you Did you go to like a maid cafe? You know, I should have. You should have gone to a maid cafe. But isn't See, it just dudes that go? Um, maybe. I think. See, I don't know. So I thought you it was didn't like go. no, I haven't been. I, I thought it was like only Japanese dudes. And then I talked to um uh wait, was it was it you who was telling me? Who did I have this conversation with? I'm completely losing my mind. Someone was telling me, oh no, no, it was my friend Chris was telling me that she was recently in Japan and that uh one of her uh partner's co-workers uh who was a, a Western guy had gone to one of these maid cafes and had an awesome time. Huh. And and to be to be clear, what we're talking about it's like a thing. It's not a it's not a sex thing exactly. It's like a thing where you go and uh, and like a a woman dressed in like a maid costume uh, serves you drinks and compliments you. Yes, it's, and that's that is the extent of the experience. You cannot your, take it out, outside the table. She's your cafe affection slave. Yes, your cafe wench. Your cafe wench. Um, yeah, that would be a little weird for me. A, being a woman going in there, I'm not sure they cater to lesbians, and also not speaking the language very well. Might have been. Well, that that was the thing that I thought. I figured like like understanding like the nature of the compliment would would uh, would hinge on like you know being really well versed in like the different uh, you know polite speech levels of Japanese, right? Um, that sort of thing, right? But, yeah, it would be lost on me. But apparently, this guy had a great time and and got really drunk. So um, I lost my my iPhone in. Japan. This and doesn't surprise me somehow. Is, yeah, well, because you know me, I I, uh, <clears throat> I lose things, um, and uh, April was very much not surprised to find out that I had lost my phone. But we tracked it back to um, <clears throat> Ginza District and the original Starbucks. The very first Starbucks in Japan is uh, at this um, one area near Ginza, and we had been there the day before, so we went there. And we asked if they... Wait a minute, let me get this straight. You went all the way to Japan to go to the original Starbucks in Japan? We didn't know it was the original Starbucks. Sure. We were there uh-huh. and saw a placard. Okay. Uh, but it's kind of cool to be able to say I've been in the original Starbucks and the original one in uh-huh. Japan. Yeah, you should, cool. go, you should go around like do a tour of like the first Starbucks in each, each country. country. <laughs> like, yep, tastes the same here, too. <laughs> it totally does. <laughs> I'm, I've been to three of them now, and I'm super bored, but I guess I signed on for like 77 more countries. The <laughs> thing is, is like the, the great customer service that Starbucks is known for is really lost on, on a Westerner in Japan. Yeah, for sure. Because it's just like the same as everywhere else in right. Japan. So it was it, that was kind of interesting. So I'm sorry, I interrupted. You left your phone at a Starbucks. Yeah, the so Starbucks. The, the Starbucks. 
Starbucks. We went in and I did the worst like Japanglish gesture miming that, you know, I left my phone here with my finger like in the like holding the the old phones. Right, right, right. Which no one holds it like if you're miming, I lost my phone. No one just grabs a square thing. No, because it looks like you're putting like a bar of soap to your face or something. <laughs> but that's so funny. How it we is all, funny. I mean, the... I should have done Morse code, like tap, 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 tap. <laughs> I, I lost my, my uh, in, in personal telegraph device. <laughs> now I can't, I can't send faxes from my pocket anymore. Or like hold the thing and do a rotary motion. Oh, exactly. I should have done that. Anyways. I bet there is an app that lets you dial rotary with your finger on the face of your oh, iPhone. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm going to download that after the show. I actually think that's for sure a thing. Yep. Yeah. In our in our constant game of is that a thing? <laughs> that yes. we, we keep visiting. Once, once we get tired of this book club thing, we're just going to um, change the name of the show to is that a, is thing? That a and thing? Every week we explore whether something is a thing. That's actually a really good idea. <laughs> it is, but like, how do we get past the first minute when we when we have determined it's a thing once and for all that it's a thing? Then we go and find out all about the thing. Right, but usually the thing we're wondering about is something really gross that we don't want to get involved in. But that's okay. Oh, you, you secretly know, want to get involved in it. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I asked the guy, and he made a face that was just like, kind of like the not wanting to say no in in Japanese oh. culture, but the kind of sucking in of the breath and sort of like the sad eyes and shaking his head. And he's like, no, I'm so sorry in Japanese. And I was like, oh. So we left, and then we discovered that um, April's got a little bit of a Starbucks habit. So we went sure. to another Starbucks that day. <gasps> And we went there in a totally different neighborhood. And as soon as I walked in and did the same, you know, Morse code thing, she was like, ah, like just made this happy face. And I'm like, oh, my God, my phone. So she went and got my phone. I had to sign like a little Japanese form saying that, you know, indeed it was me. First, she asked me what number phone. It oh, was. wow. So I said it was an iPhone. Great. Oh, iPhone 5. And then she gave it back to me. And she was like, iPhone 5? Are you kidding me? Yeah, just take it. Um, nobody would steal <laughs> yeah, this. No we wonder were, we, we got it back. using it to wipe our ass. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I didn't know they had such a low number. I should, yeah, I should, I should clarify that I also have an iPhone 5. <laughs> um, so then it was this like really happy moment where we're stuffed into a very, of course, small space in Japan, Japanese Starbucks. And I'm leaning against the wall and I have to plug my phone in just to, to make sure it really is my phone. Sure. And we're wedged in the corner there, and it's a rainy day, and there's three umbrellas, big, tall umbrellas right next to me. And I already feel awkward being the, you know, big, tall, white woman in a room full of Japanese people where I've just lost my phone, and they've made this big deal, and people were staring. And then I proceed to kick my big, gangly leg into all three umbrellas, and they shoot out in three different directions. Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) Okay, splattering, of course, some water around. Everyone turns and looks at me again. I pick up the three umbrellas. I put them in the corner and then proceed no less than a minute later to do the exact same thing and hit the three umbrellas and the three umbrellas splay out. You know, I bet this whole thing was so satisfying for all the people watching because, like, you know, it's, look, foreigners behaving exactly the way we expect, you know. (laughs) Which is totally how I felt. Like, here I am making a scene with umbrellas. No, I've done the something equivalent. 700 because times I'm so big like my body is so big and then to make matters worse the woman who gave us back our phone comes up to us with a huge smiley face delivering two coffees and I was like they're giving us free coffees because they're so happy we got our phone back so I go to grab the coffees <sighs> no she thought we had ordered the coffees oh, they were for someone no. behind us <laughs> so, so guess what I I put my head down and we got the 
freak out of there. Yeah. I was so. Oh, thanks for not swearing on our show. <laughs> I got the fudge fudge rucker out of there. Yep. My face was as bright as I, I never blush, but it was it was pretty beat red. And now you can never go back to that Starbucks. However, you don't know which one it was. Of course, I don't. Right? There was four. On, there was one across the street. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that was that was one little story from Starbucks. There was a lot of that. Like my friend Luvu uh, just started a food truck called Mobile Canteen. If you're listening in Japan, please yeah, look, go. Look for it. <clears throat> and I was if you're if you're in Tokyo, like look around for this food truck. It might be nearby. <laughs> and I was helping him in his food truck, and I had to do like like horse dance, which if you know what the, you probably don't know what that is, but it's like a martial arts stance where you're like bend very like a squat. Essentially. Wait, it's not it's not the dance from Gangnam Style. No, it's it essentially is okay um, to to be able to cut on the chopping board. I was leaning over, put my knee down on the ground to grab something out of the low boy, the little refrigerator down below, and I kicked the door of the food truck open with my foot because wow. that's how small that thing was. Did a customer go flying? No, thank God. But like, I've never felt like such a beast in all my life. And I'm, I'm, I'm 5'11", so I'm tall, but not that tall. Well, you're taller than me. Yeah, but like... That's Jap- all I know. In Japan, I was like an NBA player. Yeah. It was crazy. Well, last time you got on TV, this time did you get recruited to join a semi-professional basketball league? I was actually really sad I wasn't interviewed by a TV station. Yeah. You, yeah, once you once you get the taste for fame like that, like like you know you're on a, a podcast with four fans, or you get on a Japanese TV show that no one watches. You know, it's hard to go back to being a, a civilian. It's, I know, it's impossible. It's so like it's... so many suicides. <laughs> Stop. Then the other quick story is that um, we went to, of course, so many wonderful places for food. I mean, you know, you just that's why you go to Tokyo. And uh, but we happened to walk by one that was um, basically like. Gourmet Western food. Oh boy, this is not going to be good. <laughs> and we were like, the display out front was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my whole was life. Was it just like brown sludge made of plastic? <laughs> what? No. Well, oh, the plastic food. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. It was like this, like almost like a Whole Foods like display outdoors of like baskets of various, oh, nice. what they considered Western gourmet. So it was a huge the deluxe basket of Campbell's clam chowder. Awesome. Like Western gourmet food, you know? And of course I, I picked up the clam chowder and, and I've been learning how to read katakana and, and I translated it as cramu, cramu chowda, which, you know what? That's just like, I didn't think the word clam could get any funnier, but cramu, mm-hmm. kuramu, kuramu. Are you correcting my Japanese? I am. You were such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, sure. Thing. I want to say sure cramu. Thing, miss, miss, yeah, I can read the I can read the Japanese. Campbell's can cramu. Like, I don't know about you, listeners. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw cramu at uh, at SeaWorld like before they had to shut it down because of that blackfish thing. It was it was surprisingly filthy. Was it? Uh, the, I'm, I'm I'm making this up. This is this is an improvised bit. But like I'm imagining cramu is like shamu, but with like like all kinds of like uh, orca fucking. Oh God. All right. Um, so I, um, my story is I watched uh, some gum commercials on YouTube. Yeah, well, how, you went to Japan without me, so I was stuck at home uh, watching watching YouTube videos. So I, I got this uh, this question popped into my head, like you know, some of the best uh, uh, advertising jingles of all time are, of course, like Wrigley's gum jingles, like you know, the Double Mint song and the Big Red song and the Extra song and. Uh, 
whatever the other 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 songs the Hubba uh, Bubba juicy song. fruit juicy fruit is going to move you well that's what i was wondering like you know there seem to be so many awesome like timeless gum jingles are there some shitty discarded gum jingles that nobody remembers for like uh brands you've never heard of or uh is Hubba know, just, Bubba one of them um bubblicious had a okay. bad jingle i found one like racist gum commercial that, that i'm sure we'll link to where, where like a guy was dressed up as an american indian um and it, it was just unspeakable um i also found a big league chew commercial which used to describe how they want you to enjoy the product big league chew is the one that that yeah. you know ever okay in everyone knows what big league chew is yeah. used uh the phrase man-sized wads what <laughs> what you know it's not it's not one of these sissy bubble gums you have to you should like reach in and pull out a man-sized wad <laughs> Oh gee, and, I wonder why that didn't take off. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, so we'll we'll link to that in the in the show notes. I, I, Becky, I will send you the link to the the uh, Big League Chew Man Size Wads commercial. Question, which I'm sure everyone's wanting to know: What hole did you go down in order to r- arrive at gum YouTube videos? Well, yeah, I just I just Googled Man Size Wads, <laughs> and it it was on page 72 of the results. <laughs> um, Perfect. Yes. So speaking of. Um, I'm glad you mentioned, is that a thing? Because um, I, I had this conversation with, with my wife recently, um, the is that a thing, which was we were wondering, is there such a thing as Jeopardy fan fiction? Um, because we've been really into Jeopardy lately because there was this uh, this great, uh, you know, 12-day Jeopardy champion uh, that we couldn't get enough of. And we're like, and, you know, and he was like, uh, um, you know, a handsome young dude. And we're like, are there, are there like ladies or, or no, not not necessarily ladies. I don't want to be like heteronormative about it. Are there people who are like really into like sleeping with a Jeopardy champion? There has to be. And then the next question is, of course, wait, is there Jeopardy fanfic where like people write about like fucking Ken Jennings? Um, oh, I hope not. Absolutely, there is. That's <laughs> what I, I'm not. I, I didn't. I didn't like really like like get deep into this. Uh, although I feel like I should have for for the uh, because you know <clears throat> research we host a show where we talk about this sort of thing. But uh, yeah, there's definitely like really? dirty dirty Jeopardy fanfiction. So so there's like a precedence of game show fanfic. Yeah, I I didn't even look at whether there. I mean, Jeopardy Jeopardy is a pretty popular show, but there are other popular game shows. I'm sure there's like I want Wheel of Fortune like, fanfic. I bet there's like a, a Who Wants to Be a Millionaire fanfic where like you know someone <laughs> sits on Regis Philbin's lap during the sh- <laughs> during the show. <laughs> this is gross. I mean, there's got to be a lot of um, what's her butt uh, vanity. Vanna White? Uh, Vanna White, sorry, not Vanity. Vanity, <laughs> Vanity White? Vanity Fair. Uh, Vanna White fanfic. You got, yeah. right? I, yes, I, I feel like uh, for the most part, like, like, it's a lot, there's a lot more dudes in fanfic than, than ladies, but, but there's all kinds of stuff. Mm. Hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I guess I don't see there being a lot of Pat Sajak focused stuff, but I guess, I guess like everybody, there's, uh, for anything, given yeah. thing, someone's into it. But if there's a straight dude writing fanfic, wouldn't he want to write about Vanna White? I don't think there's more than like three straight dudes writing fanfic. Oh, you think it's mostly women? It's, it's mostly women writing. Oh, oh I'm yeah. sorry. I thought you said it was mostly men. Um, no, it's mostly men appearing in it oh, and gotcha. mostly women writing. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And I'm, I, I'm again, like there, there are enormous exceptions. I don't want to like generalize about a world that I know very little about. But that's the impression I get. Ooh, Price is Right probably has some good stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, like like an orgy with the with the three models, spokes models from Absol- the eighties. Price is Right. <laughs> absolutely. Okay, th- that exists. I'm I'm going to look that up. <laughs> like that was, you know, we we talked about like I don't have a how how I don't have enough celebrity crushes. Like yes. I was totally into the Price is Right spokes models. Were um, you in the eighties for sure? Wow. 
I was like hot for Bob Barker. No, you were not. No, I was not. I was absolutely not. Uh, well, now it's hosted by Hunky Drew Carey, right? Is it? I think I, so. God, I haven't watched a television like, in so th- long. This thing happened like where, where uh, it used to be uh, all game shows were hosted by just professional game show hosts who were not known for anything else. And then like Family Feud started having like a string of like uh, yeah. celebrity hosts and, and Drew Carey mm. hosted Price is Right. And uh, um, Bill Clinton hosted Match Game. And, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So with that, uh, should we should we take it to a break? We're gonna we're gonna call up uh, uh, Elizabeth Hale. Uh, our can we call her our number one fan Hale? on the show? Yes. That that is uh, how she would like to be known oh, on our show. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, <clears throat> we're gonna get her on the line to talk about Fantasy Lover by Sherilyn Kenyon. So if you haven't read Fantasy Lover yet, it will take you about seven minutes, and it'll be the best <laughs> seven minutes of your week. We'll be right back. We would now like to welcome to the show, we're calling you our number one fan. We, we haven't like run the numbers exactly on this, but uh, it's our show and we get to just make uh, blanket declarations like that. Uh, Elizabeth Hale. Hi, hi. Thanks so much for, for coming on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. This is fun. Elizabeth, you are our absolute favorite number one fan because you're the first person to do two two things one the first person ever to do do, two things to do two things on our show a live reading which was awesome video reading and that that was not successful at all though i mean i you know no no it was was totally totally successful successful successful. it was very very funny because that's what we look like when we quote to each other and then the second thing you've been doing um is live uh feedback uh, as you're reading the book's Usually before Matthew and I have even read the books ourselves. So and that's been very enjoyable. Well, no, I, I really enjoy enjoy doing those uh, those those live feedbacks because basically when I when I started reading the books with you guys and I would just be like, this is ridiculous. I need to talk to somebody about this. Right? <laughs> Express my thoughts because this is really disturbing me. Some of this stuff, you know. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, listeners, if, if you have not uh, experienced Elizabeth's live blogs, we've mentioned them on the show before, but it's on our Facebook page, page our pa- Facebook, Facebook page. Uh, that's the Greek yogurt, uh, it's, which is facebook.com slash lookinsidetbc. Uh, you'll find them there. So uh, Elizabeth, how did, you, how did you find out about the show? We're always curious because we never know who, if anyone, is listening. Um, well, I'm a big fan of your other podcast, Matthew. Aha, uh-huh, that was Becky's theory, and I said, no way. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and then um, I don't know. I somehow found the the old incarnation of your guys's podcast, which and, was called uh, Closed for Logging. Yeah, which was great, and uh, yeah, and I was I was really excited when you guys actually executed this idea of of look inside this book club because it was like I think it was one of many ideas that you guys came up with. <laughs> that seems right. And, and you yeah, were, did you say I, you were upset or you were happy? I was happy. I was <laughs> thrilled. You guys had so many- and you'd be like, we're actually going to do this one. And then you never actually did. And so when you finally did this, I was like, yes, this is great. Yeah, it took, I mean, it took a lot of planning. We had to, um, what did we have to do? We had to find some bad books, um, which as, as you know, is very difficult. And oh, that was pretty much it. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's a great idea. And I'm so glad you guys, uh, you guys actually followed through with it. Cause it's, it's, it's hilarious. Yeah, we do. We do deserve a lot of credit for that. We do. Let's take a moment. Let's, let's, yeah. And I, I right. really think. Yeah. No, no, that was a moment of silence, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, fail. You're supposed to be quiet. Sorry. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, so let's talk Fantasy Lover. Okay, we're going to talk Fantasy Lover. And by the way, Elizabeth, you're joining us from where today? Toronto. Toronto. That's awesome. And uh, we want to give a big shout out for the big victory in Canada. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's a big relief. I don't know. What if, what if all of our other fans are, are like... Harper, uh, Harper lovers. Right. 
really, really doubt it. I kind of doubt it. I kind of doubt it, too. But anyway, that's very exciting news. In fact, all of our other fans are like, what are you guys talking about? (laughs) Our other three fans are like, we live in Miami. Um, All right. So I'm going to give a quick summary um, and quick because, you know, our books are about eight pages long. This, and this one, I think, was shorter than this average. This is shorter than average. Um, it starts brilliantly. As opposed to Julian of Macedon, who is longer than average. <laughs> longer, way longer than average. Uh, it starts with an ancient Greek legend, which you know I'm, I'm sure is tr- absolutely true, um, because all Greek legends are true. Um, it talks about, <laughs> first of all, Julian? Yeah. R- really? Yeah. Is that even I, a realistic I, Greek Ancient oh, Greek that's name? a good question. No, I don't think it is. Not at all. So um, I mean, Tantalus, no, yes, but Julian, no. Like Julian's what? a nerd in your like sixth grade class. In in the introduction, she names off other Greek, you know, like Achilles, Odysseus, Heracles, yes. Tantalus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and right, and like Julian, and, and then Bob of Cleveland. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> So it's okay, like Clevopolis. <laughs> so it that stuck out to me like well so much stuck out to me like he, like a lot of him stuck out to me and and he's anyway so it's this little uh summary this is you know Greek freaking legend uh where this uh amazing Julian of Macedon is this super lover. I I'm only realizing just now as you're saying it out loud that it really sounds a lot like Mastodon, right? <laughs> right? <clears throat> or um his only goal in life is to please you, to serve you, to savor you. In his arms, you will learn true paradise. So this wonderful man from a Greek past who's going to come out and um, just make you so happy for the rest of your life. Okay, so that's where we, we start. Then it quickly goes into um, uh, modern-day New Orleans, Louisiana um, friendship. Two, two women who were friends in, in college, Grace Alexander who's quite prim and proper, even though she's a sex therapist. And there's so much to talk about, but we won't get into it right now. We're just doing a very quick summary. And her her BFF is Selena, college friend, tarot card reader. reader. Uh, One's a sex therapist who seems repressed, and the other one is obsessed with sex. Um, And apparently Selena is on the the, uh, mission to get um, Grace Grace. laid. Yeah. So... um, Lots of talk about that in cafes, um, and then really this is this is the end of the summary. Uh, Selena is going to put some spell using this book where Julian of Macedon is, you know, in his glory, and by that I mean he's naked and has a big schlong, and going to put a spell on on Grace in the book, something like that, where uh, Julian will be her, you know, uh, sex slave for a month and leap out of the book. Yeah, that it, that's. That's it. You didn't mention sunshine. Well, because dumb. <laughs> Go ahead. Mention sunshine. Oh, like like Selena's coworker is named Sunshine and she sells pottery. <laughs> right. That's just dumb. I believe, Elizabeth, was this where the point at which you said there has to be someone with a stupid name in every book? Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah. And, and I was I was I was looking forward to finding yet another name that we couldn't pronounce. Um, oh, Yeah. Yeah. Happen, but I mean, Sunshine will will cover it for this. Yeah. So, were you disappointed with Julian? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I wasn't really as a thinking. as a name or as a lover. Are you asking? I'm uh, asking uh, as a lover. Oh. Well, I, <laughs> the page I did. I tried doing that whole uh, 
hold him to your breast and call for him three times on the wings of midnight under the weight of a full moon's light, and he didn't show up. So mm. uh, maybe know. because it doesn't sound like you're you sincerely believe it. <laughs> maybe. Well, I also, as I mentioned as well, I, how am I supposed to hold him to my breast if he's not there? Yeah, like, that are, that was very <laughs> confusing. That is, that is way too literal, Elizabeth. Well, no, no. <laughs> oh, you think you're supposed to like hold, like hold his? What, what? It's an energy thing, man. Right. <laughs> I hold all kinds of of beings to my breast in my mind. What have you summoned lately, Becky? Top three. Um, <laughs> a um, clamu. Okay. <laughs> we talked about that earlier, Elizabeth. That'll make sense later. It was a cramu. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, a leprechaun. Uh huh. And a matcha ice cream cone. Awesome. Okay. Um, Let's just get into this. Okay. First of all, right from the beginning, if they say twas one more time, I'm going to hurt someone. There is twas and tis. Three twases, one tis in the very first page. I feel like twas and tis. That's Shakespearean. Right. It has nothing to do with Greek Greek myths, right? It's not Greek. Exactly. I, I feel like this woman just basically went online, came up with a few names of, uh, of a couple Greek legends, and then threw in some twizes and tizzes and was like, okay, I did it. Like, right. And then pulled out like a car, used car salesman from Michigan with Julian. Like, right. Or whatever. Like, Actually, he's not a used car salesman. No, he's more, he's more like, like an Ivy League yeah, preppy. True, true, yeah. true. Okay, so the first thing common I have down here is stop saying twas, I'm angry. <laughs> That's <laughs> twas, twas said that his presence alone was oft enough to satisfy women. And, yeah. once tu- and once touched by his hand, they would become blinded by pleasure. So, wait, just a hand. Just being touched by a hand, you're blinded by pleasure. Well, it doesn't say where he put the hand. Twas a liar afoot. Where he put it, that, that's not how it works. I mean, it's not how you don't get blinded with pleasure from just a hand touching you. I'm sorry. No, All right. Absolutely. Unless that hand is connected to a source of uh, uh, power. <laughs> oh. And not that kind of power. Okay, well, let's, let's get into this because, so, why, can we just <laughs> so jump into the questions. sex therapist thing? So many questions. Why does the sex therapist hate vibrators? Exactly. What's going on Elizabeth, there? Elizabeth, tell us. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to put you on the spot here. Why would a sex therapist hate a vibrator? I don't know. It's convenient to the plot, um, for one thing. It but. seems like she's like opposed to them on principle. Not like, I mean, if she tried it and didn't like it, that's fine. But but it seems like she's like, you know, no way am I doing that. Like, you know, right. that would be unseemly. Like, like a judgmental uh, sex therapist is not the one no. you want to go to. No, yeah. no, absolutely not. And it, and it disturbs me because she, the, the author mentioned in the um, in the sort of acknowledgments at the beginning of the book that she got psychologist insights from some friend of hers. Oh boy! I mean, I'm like, what, who is this person who tells you to like hate sex, even though you're a sex therapist? It was convenient to the plot. I think that that's oh sure that's what uh, <laughs> that's the truth of it right there. Um, I, I saw this line: bring about her utter pleasure and satiation. And and I was jet lagged when I read that. And to me, I read it as bring about her utter pleasure, which <laughs> which when you're reading, like if, if if I say that out loud, they sound the same. Your utter pleasure and yeah. your utter pleasure. So I was thinking it was a breast reference. And then I also thought satiation. I read that as sanitation. So <laughs> so bring about her utter dd cow pleasure and sanitation. And I was like. Whoa, what a line. That's so confusing. Wait, serious biology question. Do mastodons have udders? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so Probably. what would utter pleasure look like? 
Oh, please, let's not. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Are you talking about udders as, like, human breasts or cows? Um, if we're going to talk about, like, pleasuring cows, I'm going to let you guys take over the podcast. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, later on, we hear about him oozing animal sexuality. Oh, so. yes. Yeah, what's that mean? That sounds like someone needs, like, medicate antibiotics or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, did you also catch? I, I I noticed that, and then and then I, I I felt like it was sort of a callback to that when she, when she when Grace says it wouldn't do my patients much good for me to have la petite mort while they're in the middle of spewing out their problems. Yeah, there's yeah. spewing, oozing. No, there's also S- Selena snorts a number of times. It oh, says, snorted. Now, what does that mean? It means she has a coke problem, right? <laughs> 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 she snorted as she placed her money on the table. Like, oh, there you go. She probably like snorted, snorted, uh, like did a line out of a out of a hundred dollar bill and then like laid it out on the counter. I yeah, actually, yeah. I actually take uh, offense to that. Do you Elizabeth. take umbrage? I take umbrage. I was going to say that uh, because I actually accidentally snort sometimes. But but these these are I mean there's multiple mentions of snorting here you know it's like Selena snorted as she placed her money on the table Selena snorted like you know two pages later she snorted you know it's just it's just there's a lot there's of too much snorting for yeah, for like an eight page excerpt okay yeah, there's a lot of snorting there's a lot of oozing there's a lot of you know it's just there's something wrong there's a know. lot of fluids udders random yeah. milk okay yeah, I I, I want to um I do want to take umbrage with one part which is um. The scene in the cafe where um, Selena screams, you need to get laid really loud and embarrasses Grace. Right. And the young, handsome, of course, waiter comes over. And I know that this is fantasy romance, and so it's not meant to be based in reality. But don't you think writers should aspire to at least have it be something that could be potentially conceivably realistic. So remind me what happened. So So the young, hunky waiter comes over and says... Um, is there anything I can do for you, ma'am? Like, oh. because he just heard she needed to get laid. Oh, so that guy should be fired immediately. <laughs> well, right? it's just that doesn't happen. No, like, it doesn't happen. And and then again, I I laughed at myself when I said that doesn't happen because the book is about a Greek love slave. <laughs> right, this was being out of a out of a book. Right, this was the part you thought this was is unrealistic. The part I thought was unrealistic. Yeah. <laughs> so then I thought I need to check myself. Well, you, you do work in, like, the food service business. You, <laughs> I you, do. And I just thought, that, that guy, that's, that's harassment. That's, that's harassment. And it's not going to, I'm not going to stand for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, to go back to the sex therapist thing for a minute. You're obsessed. Um, remember, remember the part where it <laughs> said, uh, speaking of Grace, a chill stole up her spine and her body throbbed in areas she'd never known yes. a body could throb. Right. Again, uh, if she, they should, like, take away her sex therapist absolutely. license. Absolutely. Yeah, what a great sex therapist I wrote. Doesn't know that there's, she's now discovering throbby places. Right. And that made me think that it wasn't like her sexy bits that were throbbing, that it was like her inner ear. Right. Like, I didn't know my inner ear could throb. Right. And then once again, once again, we have like a serious medical condition. Right. You know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I did not know my, my kidneys could throb like that. I need to get medical attention immediately. <laughs> what was the name of that game? Um, it was called, oh boy. Um, you should get remember. that looked at. You should, you should get, that, get look, that looked at. at. Or something, that's what you called it, yeah. I liked the line, getting inside her defenses. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which had like militaristic and sexual would, overtones. Okay, would you be surprised if it turns out later that she actually wears a chastity belt? Right, yeah. No, 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 no definitely would not be, given the rest of this. Right. 
Um, did you? How old is the line? Um, I'm a lesbian trapped in a man's body. Like, I feel like this this is like officially like grandpa joke level at this point, right? I mean, she does have like an unlikable character say it, but still like, I mean, this is like such a hack line that I feel like I could imagine my 99-year-old grandpa thinking it's hilarious, right? Well, I, I mentioned on the on the page that in the acknowledgments, the author invites the, uh, invites the readers or thanks them for taking a walk on the wild side with her, which would... <laughs> Trying to be like, no, I'm cool. Let's take a walk on the wild side. You know, like, can we go back to like that line though? Like, what does that really mean? Even I don't find that funny at it's all. Not, it's not funny. I don't even find it like it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, no, I don't know either. I, I didn't get that actually. I mean, I, I, I read it. I was like, okay. I, and I, I think the the. I don't know, like, like this, this I'm going to like lose the logical thread halfway through attempting to explain this unfunny joke, but I think it's supposed to like, you know, like a dude said like, you know, yeah, if, if I were a lady, well, I'd still be into ladies. <laughs> or do you think it's like, I'm a sensitive new age guy and I'm really a lesbian because lesbians. No, no, I think it's like you know? something a dumb frat guy would say. I think it's like some idiot. Yeah. 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 All right. I'm yeah. giving too much. Uh... Oh, okay. I know what I want to say. Um, his ve- his very veins stood out on a body made perfect with the promise of a hard, lean strength designed purely for feminine pleasure. Actually, I, if it's so, I, I was wondering if we could like talk about that whole description of the cover. Oh yes, because please. Standing in full naked glory, like full is italicized, as if there's any other kind of naked. Like <laughs> right. <laughs> um, my favorite part is says, even though his pose was a casual stance. He looked like some sleek blah 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 blah. What exactly is the pose that he's striking? That's like I. I that's a good I, question. No, no, no. But it totally goes against what the stance he's actually in because then later they say that he's got the sword over his head. <laughs> oh, with it with his mouth open. That seems pretty casual, right? Did I did I misread that? It, it said that he had his mouth open, yelling, which I thought was funny because how do you know someone's yelling if it's just a picture? Mm. What about the scream? No. What you can't hear it? It's just a it's just but a drawing. You, oh, you're saying you're saying that the scream that maybe the the figure in the scream isn't screaming because you can't. Hear oh, it? the scream, the famous scream. Right. Um, true, true, true. Uh, well, anyway, he's got his mouth open. He's got a sword or some sort of weapon over his right. head. So oh. I don't know about you, but I don't look very casual when I have a sword over my head. I'll oh, say I was envisioning him like in the teapot. You know, like with his hand on his hip and so yes. <laughs> when you said teapot, I was like, actually imagine him having tea with his finger back, and I was so confused. <laughs> yeah, in the, yeah. In the tea bag pose, <laughs> drop uh, down on in a squat. Very veins standing out on a body, blah blah blah. Yeah, that 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 that, that weirded me out. And what part of the body are we talking about? The veins on his body or the veins? Well, I think I think you know. Well, you know, because it says the body made perfect with the promise of a hard, lean strength. Right? Like, like that's that's like what does that mean even? Well, is is veiny attractive? I mean, I know I know not the, the same thing isn't attractive to everyone, but I feel like the the whole like you know zero percent body fat bodybuilder thing sort of had its moment, yeah. right? I think like strong veins on an arm are okay. okay. I, I, I'm not a straight woman, so I can't answer this, Elizabeth. Maybe you perhaps are, but like. I don't think like a big old dick vein is very attractive to anyone. Is, you think that's what they were talking about? It may be to gay maybe. guys. Maybe to gay guys. I don't know. I don't know. We've got no expertise here at all. Are I you attracted to that, Matthew? To, to big, a big dick vein? Yeah. Yeah, yeah oddly, that's like, you know, I, I'm 100% straight except for that one thing. <laughs> that's awesome. 
<laughs> just like an extreme close up. <laughs> that's what that's what I hold to my breast and call for three times at midnight. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. Should we should we take it to a break and come back with more fantasy lover? Elizabeth, I'm not letting you off the hook. You have to answer that question. <laughs> We're gonna take it to break. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. We're back here with uh, Elizabeth Hale uh, from Toronto, who's our super fan. And we are dissecting um, fantasy lover, dark hunter novels. We are dissecting the beautiful specimen known as Julian of Macedon. Like, how does, how does he get that amazing dick vein? <laughs> and we were, I was grilling Elizabeth on her opinions um, uh, about whether she finds that attractive. And, and you were going to answer me, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 no, the bodybuilder, veiny, inflated man type is is not attractive to me. Nope. Um, I want to, I want to go back if we can to like uh, earlier in the book, but but still past the Greek, uh, 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 the Greek legend part, Greek myth. That's the word I was looking for. Um, You know, it's really important, I think, when you're when you're writing a, a novel to establish the setting. And um, I, so I just want to call out the part where they, Grace goes out into, into New Orleans, which is where this takes place. A lone saxophone played jazz above the cacophony of voices, horses, and car engines as a wave of Louisiana heat assaulted her. So as far as I can tell, she wandered onto a movie set accidentally. <laughs> horses? Saxophone? Right. I actually did envision, like, the Old West. Right. <laughs> sure, plus saxophones. Gunfight? Like, <laughs> right, right. There was a duel going on. Chaps? Just random things flying through the air. A rooster? Like, everything is on set. <laughs> a rooster was flying through the air? Something's gone terribly wrong. <laughs> Western, you know, like when it's dusty and deserty and, like, the, the dust ball rolls by? Yes, for sure. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. When you When you say dust ball... ball <laughs> is, that, is that like a tumbleweed or is it just... It's just like, a huge <laughs> dust ball, like... <laughs> So, um, can we get back to the lunch scene? Um, I, I, uh, I don't know why this stuck out to me, but, but, um, they're, they're out to lunch and they're obviously close enough friends that they're talking about their sex lives. Sure. Mm -hmm. And then Grace whips out a Palm Pilot. So I guess this was written a while ago. Oh, that was so nostalgic for me. I'm not I, not joking at all. Really? Like, I had a Palm Pilot. I, I was like geeking out about Palm Pilots recently with a friend because both yeah. of us realized we hadn't thought about Palm Pilots since we got like our first iPhone. And like that was that was like the iPhone of the of the, you know, two of the year 2000. Just Palm Pilot is brilliant. The oh, name yeah. itself, Palm Pilot. Yeah, and awesome. it was terrible, but it was yeah. amazing for the time. So she whips out her Palm Pilot to see what her portion of the bill is. And I'm sorry, but do friends do that anymore? I can't ever personally imagine doing that in this day and age of being like, well, I ordered the Caesar salad, which was $1.40 more. I don't Um, do that. I just split a bill. It doesn't usually, exactly. It doesn't usually, I mean, if you are going to split the bill, we usually just divide it down the middle. Or or if we we don't divide it down the middle, we don't get out like a calculator. we just be like, okay, mine's like this much, and yours is like this much. I mean, it seems really, really finicky to... Like, if a gr- big group of people or business associates or whatever, I can understand being like, oh, I owe about $18 plus tax. I'm going to put that cash on the table for a big bill. But if me and Matthew go out to lunch together, there's no way in hell, after just, you know, especially him saying you need to get laid at full volume, <laughs> that then I'm going to be like, well, my egg salad was $0.84. Cent. Like, it just yeah. seemed like a, a, a detail that... Um, 
you know, again, I'm being hung up, hung up on things like this and not the fact that, you know, sex gods are jumping out of novels. Yeah, no, when Becky and I go out to lunch, like, I'll have four drinks and then I'll let her pay. It's very egalitarian. It, it works really well for him. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it doesn't make any sense at all. It doesn't I don't know, here's what I think is going on there. I have a theory, actually. Um, I, you know, because I remember having a Palm Pilot. I remember, like, the plastic flip cover that it had. And, like, oh, yeah. not, you know, these things were not ubiquitous at any time. Like, you know, I don't think it was ever, like, a super successful product. Um, and, you know, so if you had one, first of all, they weren't very useful. So you had to, like, convince yourself that you actually needed it for something, like, calculating the bill. And also, you wanted to, like, pull it out and show people that you were, like, you know, like a, a hip nerd with a Palm uh. Pilot. So she's just like, oh, hey, here's a reason for me to whip out my Palm Pilot. Uh-huh. That's what it's about, I think. Furthering the character development. Exactly. She's that kind of person. Okay. Hmm. That makes I have to give credit Nailed it. to Sherilyn Kenyon because I did giggle internally once. And did, did you ache in, or like throb internally in places you didn't know existed? Um, absolutely. <laughs> um, when she said Teflon Panty Club, I actually laughed. Okay, that was funny. <laughs> funny. Although I, it's pretty good, Sherilyn. But I have to say, all I could think about was frying an egg in your underwear after that. Oh, like on a really hot day? Yeah. I think I think I wrote something on the Facebook page about like a like a yeast infection waiting to happen. Right. That was really like that. That's funny, but yeah. No, and then no. I started thinking like you can't have any use any sharp implements down there because it's oh. Teflon. Oh, because it would remove the nonstick remove the coating. coating. Right. And so then. Established that she does wear a chastity belt. If she's a member of the Teflon Panty Club, <laughs> right? Pretty much. That's pretty much what a chastity belt is. That's right? a, that is a very good point. Yeah. Um, have you ever mined nose gold? <laughs> <laughs> that, I thought that was pretty funny. It's pretty funny. I just drink water when you. <laughs> I hear a lot of people die doing that. It's very risky. A drinking water while mining no, nose gold? No, just, just mining nose gold. Oh, like, like a, there's a cave-in at the nose mine? Yeah, yeah sure. totally. And you never get your finger back? Did you guys catch that at one point she says cockamamie ideas? No. Nice work, Sherilyn. Because I, did, I think that that was, you know, she just wanted to put cock in there. So she was developing the story. Dory. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I have an actual uh, fashion question that was raised by this book. Is there yes. such a thing as a broomstick skirt? Is that a real thing? I don't know what that is. I don't. I, I mean, I I knew what it was. I knew that it, it like was it, a long, it flares which out. is you know a, a witch like long drapey. But no, I think that was being her being creative. Okay. All right. Props. Um, yeah. what, Matthew? I have a question for you. Yes. Is your neck made for suckling? Hmm. <laughs> that's an interesting question. Because apparently that's a thing. Because um, it was in the book, so it must be a thing that that. He had a, na- a neck made for suckling. Now, not licking okay. and not sucking, suckling. Here's something I haven't thought about in a long time. Remember hickeys? Yes. Um, why was that a thing? Because <laughs> it was they like by accident, don't they? Uh, well, sometimes. Maybe. I, I, feel like, I feel like, you know, it was like a thing teenagers did to each other on purpose so yep. they could show it off. Yep. yep. Oh, maybe. Yep, absolutely. I, I, I like have not thought about hickeys in decades. Let's get, back to, let's get back to suckling, because okay. suckling is what you do on suckling a breast. Suckling is different than sucking. For food. It's right. different. I have a theory here. Maybe we, we just haven't realized that this is actually like a vampire. Like maybe oh. Selena are like, I want to suckle that neck. 
<laughs> vampires. Stop talking sexy to me, Elizabeth. <laughs> Wait, who's the who's the vampire in this scenario? Is is Grace the vampire, and she's gonna like summon the guy and and like drink his neck milk for a month? <laughs> she's the one who said that his neck was ripe for suckling. Okay, can you never say drink his neck milk <laughs> well, ever I, again? I'm horrified at myself for having said it. That, like <laughs> ever. Okay. Um. Okay. So. Um. <laughs> apparently. Um. Uh, Grace's ex-boyfriend was kind of a dick and he made her cry and then she says, the author says, uh, or the um, friend says that no woman deserved to cry. Well, that seems... Just ever? Just ever? Like... <laughs> well, I guess. I, I mean, I guess so, but but no person deserves to cry. Like, it just, that was just weird. And then... <laughs> I think what she was saying is no woman, no cry. <laughs> Oh, oh. I think she misunderstood the lyric. <laughs> oh, oh, that's funny. Um, and then he'd taken her virginity. Now, to me, a woman author writing taken her virginity really pisses me off. Mm. Am I being too much of a, a feminist when I, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I'm just saying like taken, no one ever talks about taking men's virginity. Um, no. And well, was she meaning to imply that it was like less than consensual? I, I don't think so. No? Okay. And when men take women's virginity, where do they take it? <laughs> like, to the 7-Eleven, to a pachinko parlor? Where does it go? Um, there, Yeah, it, it goes, like, you know, like, where, where the lost socks go? <laughs> like, yeah. there's a lot more going on in that sock pile. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's dumb. They also, she also says, real, she's going to know what real mutual sex is. That is such a hot porn title. Real mutual real sex. <laughs> It sounds like it sounds like something you get at your brokerage, right? Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to follow that index fund. Real mutual sex, five hundred. I think that's something that you should Google at some point. Yeah, well, at, at <laughs> some point is now. Elizabeth. Oh, great! And now it's time for my favorite segment on the show, <laughs> Becky Google stuff. While you wait, while you're while you're googling that, I'm gonna I'm gonna read one of my favorite parts, and, uh, and oh, no. because I don't know what's going on here at all. <laughs> Becky, did you actually Google that? Because I just did. I did real homemade mutual masturbation sex films. First thing. <laughs> that seems that seems almost uh, like tasteful. Okay, go well, ahead, Matthew. I, I like the the word homemade. Is <laughs> really like you know like like it's a pie. It's, it's just getting me further and further away from neck milk. So I'm happy. Go ahead. It's, it's, yeah, it's just getting you further and further now off. You brought it back though. Yeah, thanks. Um, Okay, the bleached parchment crinkled under her fingers as she turned to the first page and saw an intricate emblem of painted scrollwork that had three intersecting triangles and a beguiling image of three women united by swords. What the fuck does united by swords mean? And can I join? Wait, okay, sorry, I'm sorry to call back to something in the the first segment before we brought you on, Elizabeth. We were talking about the... um, uh, the, how the Price is Right, the game show, used to have these three celebrity spokesmodels, they called them, who were like, uh, you know, scantily clad women who had introduced the products. Um, right. And it was like the same three on the show forever. Um, and like, I had a thing for them, like in the late 80s. In my mind, those are the three women united by swords. Then you would know, where are the swords? How are they connected by swords? I do not know. Is it just one sword connecting them? Mm, it says swords, plural. Swords. Okay, because I know because originally I was envisioning like just the three of them impaled uh, on the same sword. Gross, like Ew, like a shish kebab. Gross, <laughs> sick. Oh yeah, I wasn't going there. Wow, yeah, you weren't going to woman kebab. No, I was imagining the one in the middle holding both sword ends in her mouth, 
and then the others holding it in the hand. Oh, that's not nearly as bad as the thing no, she said. No, but it's not much worse. Not being cut, just delicately tonguing the two s- swords. You're not helping out here. You're, you're just making it worse. Okay. <laughs> okay, wait. I'm I'm imagining they they got into a sword fight and like you know a lot of like clothing got slashed and stuff, and then the swords kind of kind of all got like twirled together and stuck, and they can't figure out how to how to extricate themselves. Oh. Mm. Nope. Nope. Okay. All right. Do you guys have any other final words before we start? (laughs) Before you murder? Before I kill you with with three swords. Right. Um, No, before we play the one and only game of today. Okay. Uh, I don't. You got any more comments, Elizabeth? Um, Oh, no. no. (laughs) That sound was perfect. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Okay. Uh, We're going to play the game Five Star. Are you familiar with Five Star? Um, I'm not. I'll, I'll, oh, yes, I remember it. Five Star is the game where um, I read to you uh, made-up reviews and real reviews. Oh. And you have to tell me which one is real and which one is made up. Yeah. This is fun. This is fun. Okay. Are Elizabeth and I, like, teaming up or, or playing against each other? I think it'd be fun if you two come to one answer together. Okay. Okay, okay. so you're going to have to discuss. Like, like we're united by swords. You're united by swords. Okay, uh, first one. One star. Uh, and each each review has a title. One star. I did not hiss in pleasure. <laughs> I found myself gritting my teeth in annoyance every time Grace hissed in pleasure during sex. Cats hiss, and I don't find the sound to be at all erotic, nor have I ever been tempted to imitate the sound in the throes of passion. Julian's groin was constantly on fire. Put a bag of ice on it already. And nubs and peaks are referred to over and over again, and there are lots of tongues leaving trails of fire. Yawn. Ah. <sighs> I mean, wow. I'm tempted to say it's real because uh, we've already alluded to the fact that this author describes things strangely. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this book would have a lot of nubs. So I, I also think it's real. And stuff. Final answer? Real. Yeah, I think it's real. Okay, you're right. Real. Woohoo! Oh my God, really? That's crazy. <laughs> I love this game because if it's real or fake, it's still good. <laughs> twas, twas nubs. Twas nubs. Nubs and peaks. We're getting some insight into the rest of the book without actually having to read it. So, Absol- like, absolutely. Watching. Okay. Here's your next one. One star. Um, really? Question mark. What says everything about the writing of this silly little story is this: he licks her inner ear with his tongue. <laughs> <laughs> well, unless Becky read further into the book, which is against the law. I'm going to guess that's really in the book, and so I think it's real. I really hope that's real. <laughs> real. Oh, man. I really wish I would have come up with that, though. How, the, does, it, how does he lick her inner ear like, with his tongue? Ow. Right, like inner ear. Ow. That's like That's like where you stick the Q-tip too far, right? <laughs> yeah, There's yeah. something very wrong with that's this man's tongue. Dangerous. Um, <laughs> for a tongue. Like, like, does this mean that he can lick her, in, like her, in, in her inner organs? And that means that she is Ooh. throwing places that couldn't that is, that is an excellent point and very very disturbing <laughs> okay you ready for your next one maybe in the picture like he has like a gene simmons tongue it's like two feet long spilling out of his mouth and they're all like yeah okay <laughs> okay next one four stars clever and fun read grace alexander was a truly spunky heroine and she wasn't skinny thank you ms kenyon for that the chemistry between Grace and Julian made sense, and it was nice to read about a woman who didn't mind getting all hot and bothered over a sexy man. 
I love the scenes where Grace ogles some parts of Julian's anatomy. Let's face it, ladies, we all do it. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, you think Becky wrote that one? Becky wrote that. All right. Not, I, not though, because she says that the, the, the character doesn't mind getting hot and bothered, but the whole preview is her just being like, no, he can't use a vibrator. No. That's yeah, bad. I think she really minds that. Well, I, yeah, actually. Uh, I kind of think it's real. I, yeah, I'm, I, I'm actually not sure. Do I have to pick one? Kind of do. Okay. I All think right. Let's, you let's say Becky wrote it. Uh, wrong. This oh. is real. Oh, <laughs> this is a real one. Can I can I say something I just thought of that maybe is like too obvious to even bring up? But if you summon an ancient Greek god like for your sexual purposes, he's going to want to go up the butt immediately, right? <laughs> Not answering you. Okay. <laughs> Elizabeth, you don't have to answer every question. That was a rhetorical question. <laughs> the answer is obviously yes. Yeah, I think it is. Um, five star blushing. I was almost embarrassed by how much I love this book, and I would tuck it under the bed when I heard my husband's car pull into our garage. Now that, <laughs> now that is good quality pleasure. Also, Julian, call me. Becky wrote that. Tuck it under the bed when I heard my husband. Like, <laughs> I mean, is that a euphemism for? I wish that was real. Oh, yes. Look. <laughs> what, Becky, did you write that? I wrote it. Yeah. She would t- <laughs> tuck it under the bed and, and uh, quickly whip her uh, Teflon panties back on. <laughs> Okay. Um, Three stars. Don't judge mama's little helper. Interesting. Here's what I loved. Every inch of Julian's body and the full page descriptions, descriptions of everything from his pecs to his dot, dot, dot. But what made it hard for me to really sink my teeth... (laughs) But what made it hard for me to really sink my teeth into this fantasy romance is the fact that a sex therapist doesn't seem to like a vibrator very much. In fact, she sort of puts it down. What kind of sex therapist is that? I used my vibrator as a bookmark for this book, and and I was pretty offended by the judgment call. I believed it right up until the last line. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) Okay, I guess we got the answer on that one. I wrote that one. Vibrator is a bookmark. Like you just don't close the book. It right. just stays a little open. Um, uh, more like a, like a paperweight kind of. Okay, last, last one, guys. Five stars. Be warned. Have a pair of oven mitts handy. <laughs> okay. Ready? <laughs> Ju- oh, that's from the review? I thought you were warning me. No. Julian is one of the strongest heroes I've read in a long time. It's been a week since I read this, and I still can't get it out of my thoughts or my heart. Fantasy lover is sure to become the standard by which all paranormals will be measured and found wanting. <laughs> That's got to be real, right? Oh. Elizabeth? I think it's real. Yeah. It is real. Oh. Wow. Gosh, you guys are good. How do you know? Like, wh- I go too far when we I got write one once. wrong. I, I go too far. Yeah, yeah. Really, if you had cut the vibrator better... line off before, before okay. the bookmark part, I would have bought it. For I'm going to sure. get better with this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get better. Fun. If you sawed, sawed off the vibrator, <laughs> as people do. I love this game. I think it's one of my favorites. You know why I love it so much? I love it too. Is because I get to go and read all of the reviews and find out more about the book. And then I both love reading the one-star reviews and the five-star. Sure. Because they just... I mean, they're equally great. They're equally great. Yeah, for it's sure. All, it's all good. Yeah, it's really good. All right. So uh, I think that's going to do it for Fantasy Lover. Fantasy Lover. So what are we going to read next? Uh, Okay. Our next up, uh, our book is called Dark Sky. And in case you have trouble finding that, it's because it's Dark Sky, S-K-Y-E, 
two words, dark. Is Sky E. Is it by Sherilyn Kenyon? Because that would be awesome. But it's probably not very different because it was recommended to people who read a lot of Sherilyn Kenyon, as I do, um, by Cresley Cole. Oh, uh, nice. K R E S L E Y Cole. That's not a real name. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Either is Sherilyn Kenyon. Nah, I don't think so. There's no way that's a real name. No, no, uh, no. No, does any romance novelist have a real name? It seems like it's not just not an accepted thing to do. I think, hmm. I think it's it's more common in in sort of these fantasy type um, right. novels to come up with these weird names that aren't real. Hmm. Um, I think you know, yeah, yeah, like modern romance novels or like just regular historicals do have have regular names sometimes. Real. Yeah, how do you know though? I don't know. They're just normal. Like, like these, these fantasy authors are like Sherilyn and, yeah. you know, and, and, and then if you, you know, like regular romance novels are just like Stephanie and right. Okay. Right. Like if you're going to make a fake name, why, why would you pick Stephanie? Exactly. That's exactly. a good point. Yeah. You'd pick Crispus or whatever that name was. You just said, <laughs> yeah. By uh, dark sky by Crispus. <laughs> um, crunchy buns, Crispus, crunchy buns. <laughs> uh, all right, and I uh, hope, uh, hope you enjoy that. Um, Elizabeth Hale, thank you so much for coming on the show. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Yes. Like, oh. like our mouths. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like anything, anything you want to do? You, uh, <laughs> what? Uh, clearly, we've hit the end of the show. Uh, you know, any, anything of yours that you want to promote or anything, uh, anything you've read that you actually liked that you want to promote? Um. Uh, Oh, I, I I read a lot that I enjoy. I think I'll. Uh, this is not very exciting. I'm going to go ahead and plug the city of Toronto because it's a oh, very great. cool, and uh, nobody nobody takes us seriously. Ooh, because of that guy. Because of that guy, but that guy's long gone. Right, <laughs> and er- everyone's gone back to forgetting that that Toronto is a thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'll unplug Toronto. Awesome. All right, all right. Toronto has been sufficiently plugged. No, 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 no. It hasn't. Like, if we go to Toronto, like, what's something we should do? Or who? Uh, or who? <laughs> I mean, okay, what? Who's, what? The, who's the Canadian equivalent of Julian of Macedon? We're saying. Oh, there's a lot of hockey players up here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, really. What? Like, if you were taking Matthew and I around uh, your fair city for a day what what's something that you would take us to i would take you anywhere in the west end uh-huh and what would we do there uh eat it's a good e- toronto is a very good eating city walking around. um uh yeah it's good to get out of the downtown core i know that's a really cliche answer when you're asking sure. somebody what to do in their city but it's it's totally true no, I, I'll, I'll, I'll buy that. And I love the city's new slogan, Toronto will make you throb in places you didn't know existed. <laughs> That's actually brilliant. I'm going to recommend one. <laughs> Thanks so much, Elizabeth. And we'll see you um, probably later today online after you read the beginning of the new book. <laughs> yep. I'm so excited. <laughs> and we'll see and hear all of you. No, you'll hear us. We won't hear you in a couple of weeks. Where can they find us, Matthew? All right. They can find us online at uh, lookinsidethisbookclub.com, where I think we're going to post a link to that gum commercial that I mentioned, uh, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash lookinsidetbc. I'm also going to post a link to uh, highlights from Toronto. Okay. All right. A little shout out to Toronto, okay? All right. We'll see you later. I googled Julian of Mastodon because I wanted to know if that was like an actual thing. Oh, or that's not. a good question. 
and it's not an actual thing. And of course so, not. but the uh, the author's website came up with, and it says like there's a whole big long thing, and it says for the rest of eternity he is a sex slave whose only goal is to satisfy his summoner for the course of a month, and then it says. By the way, he's very good at what he does. Oh, God. Dot, dot. <laughs>